Welcome to the Effective Church Leaders Podcast, where we offer practical advice and insights to help you get better equipped, lead more effectively, and help your church thrive. I'm your host, Carrie Holton, and I'm joined by my very talented co-host, Becky Holton. (laughs) You want something special for dinner tonight, don't you? (laughs) Welcome back, everybody. We really do appreciate you coming back and listening, and thanks for not running for the hills after episode one. And uh, we just appreciate your participation with this. And something that's just really important to us, in our, in our last episode, you'll probably recall, uh, we discussed the need for church leaders to ask the, the really critical question of why do we exist? And this is the first and one of the most primary questions that Christian leaders can ask, and it helps to identify their mission and their core purpose and it's just so important because it, it really allows a group to be united in the same mind and purpose. And uh, it's synergistic. It helps people to pull together, be united in heart and mind, and to be on the same path um, and going in the same direction. Yes. Which, as we know, working on groups through the years, that's not always easy to accomplish. No. No, I think you're right. Uh, that first question is so important. Why do we exist? What is our core reason for for being right and today um, we are going to discuss uh, what church leaders do after they identify that primary mission and the second crucial question that we are going to recommend that leaders ask is where are we going and that is developing the vision for the future and identifying that as part of the the leadership of these of the elders and ministers and team leaders and uh, ministry leaders that are in a really important role of being um, influencers in the groups that they're in. That's right, hun. We're talking today about vision. Mm-hmm. We talked in a recent episode about mission. They are two different things, and I think we probably ought to describe what we mean by vision. Mm-hmm. A vision is a picture of what God wants us to do or be in the years to come. Mm, I like uh, we're, that. We're actually asking the question, where do we sense that God is taking us? Or where do we sense that he wants to take us? We might we might see a synonym for vision would be goal. Mm-hmm. A goal. A goal is a statement about how we hope things are going to be at some time in the future. Right. They are statements of what could and should and can be. Of course, goal statements are not statements of what will be, because that's in God's hands. Right. But that doesn't relieve us of the responsibility of trying to determine where we want to go. Right. And I like what you said um, earlier, is that it's where we sense God is taking us and and where he wants us to be. It's not a personal self-agenda. It's not any type of invested um, ego need that we might have. It is after prayer and study and really being invested in in our churches, it's where do we believe God is leading us at this point in the church's history? Right. Or a committee's history or a ministry that we're right. in. Where do we believe God is leading us? Where do we, be, where do we believe God wants us to go? Right. And, uh, you know, there are characters all through the scriptures that, that thought about this. Yeah, I'm sitting across from a character, too. So. <laughs> well, I'm thinking of, for example, the Apostle Paul. Yes. You know, Paul mm-hmm. set goals for his life. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm thinking of Philippians chapter 3. 
By the way, did you know that that's probably my favorite passage in all the Bible? No, I didn't know that. It is. I knew you love Philippians, but I didn't know. I do. Know. I love Philippians, and I love Philippians 3. Of course, if you check back with me a month from now, I might have a different favorite chapter. <laughs> I, know. I know. It's a moving target, isn't it? It's a moving target. But for a long time, Philippians 3 has been very it is. impactful in my life. And, you know, Paul says there in Philippians 3, I want to know Christ. I want to know the power of his resurrection. I want to share in his suffering. I want to gain Christ. He's telling us what his goals are. I and, hadn't thought about and, it that and, way. And of course, a little yeah. further down in that chapter, he says, uh, I'm not there yet. I haven't attained these goals yet, but one thing I do, I press on. And Paul is just one example of a biblical character who felt the need to set targets in his life, to, to make goals. He's actually creating a picture of what he wants to do or where he wants to go. That's a vision, Mm -hmm. a picture of what he thinks God wants him to do in his life and where he wants to go. You know, it really puzzles me, um, and 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 I'm pointing the finger at myself, um, why we have been more reticent to set goals and why we have been slow to see how important this is. And uh, we, we set goals in every other area of our lives, and oftentimes we don't, tend to dream big and set goals and hopes and dreams um, on committees or ministries or even for a church body. And I I find that kind of puzzling because, like you said, it's all through Scripture. Yeah. So I I think it really is important for us uh, to talk about the why of identifying a vision for the future, especially in our churches. Right. Yeah, I think it's very important that we understand uh, why we set a vision why we craft a vision well without it um how would we know that we're moving in a in a desired direction i mean how do we even know if we're making progress when we were kids you know our parents used to do the little marks on the doors and we could see how how tall that we are growing and if we don't have some kind of goals or future plans we aren't really going to know if we're making any progress in a direction right And, and you know if we want if people want to be a part of something that's moving and making progress, then we have to have some goals to let them know we're going that direction because stagnation is, in my book, especially in church life, is equivalent to death. That's Absolutely. a little blunt, but that's, in my book, stagnation is not a, it's not a pretty picture in the body of Christ. Absolutely. You know, a vision inspires us. Mm-hmm. It, it inspires us to make progress, to go forward to imagine what God can do through people who love him and mm-hmm. want to glorify him in all that they do. And by the way, doesn't God deserve our best? Mm-hmm. I mean, is just maintaining the status quo, is just being stagnant, is just treading water, is that what God really wants of us? Is that what we want to offer to God? No. Mm-hmm. I would say God, God wants us to dream big and to create a vision of where we think he may be taking us. Because he deserves that kind of effort, uh, that kind of attempt to fulfill his dreams for us. I'd even take that a step further, probably, by saying um, God's counting on us. I know God can do anything, but he's given us this task. Yes. And he's put it in our hands, of, obviously, with his help and by the Spirit's direction. But if we don't, who's going right. to do this? And I liked the word that you used a while ago where you said um, to imagine what God can do. Um, we sometimes think about what we're going to do rather than 
what's God going to do through us? And let's not make it piddly. Uh, let's go big. Go big or go home. <laughs> That's right. That's right. You sound like my dad there. Go big or go home. <laughs> Uh, well, you my know, dad used to say, if you don't know where you're going, that's where you'll be. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, you mentioned something earlier that I want to say just a word about. Uh, and what was that word that you said, by the way? I don't know, but I'm quite sure it was a good one. <laughs> uh, my mind just went blank. <laughs> but, Isn't it but lovely? You, you talked yeah. about reasons why. What are the reasons why we don't set goals? Or what are the reasons why we don't craft a vision? I was saying we do that in every other area right. of our life. Right. Why do we not do that? Even for parents raising children, we want them to excel in school. We want them to do well in sports. We want them to achieve certain things in music or whatever they're involved in. But why don't we set spiritual goals for kids? You know, we want them to be able to under to start growing in this fruit of the Spirit. And then that translates to, why don't we do this with churches more? Well... That would be a podcast in itself. Yeah, it would. To discuss those reasons why we are hesitant to craft a vision or to set goals. But just here I want to say that even for people who are led by the Spirit, and even for people who believe God is in control and that God is leading them, that does not absolve them of the responsibility of setting goals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, to turn it all over to God and say, okay, God, this is your church. This is your work. We're just going to sit back here and wait until you do something. You see, that, I would call throwing that a, throwing a halo on something that may describe laziness more than or lack of motivation. It might. That may be a little too harsh, but um, I, you know, Paul, the, the verses you just read—that's an example. He was so completely led by the Lord and led by the Spirit, but yet he had plans. Yes, and he had goals and. Um, and we're told to make plans in Scripture and then lay them before the Lord. We are. I, I think we should say that that's a responsibility we have. It's kind. Of, I think plans have kind of fallen on hard times. We call that from type A people and all that kind of stuff. But I don't know. I still think that plans mean that we are of one mind, that Philippians theme that runs through you know, the whole book, that we're focused, we're of one mind, and this is where we're going. We may do other things along the way, but this one mind, single-hearted focus is so vital. And if we don't have it, we're going to get really off-center quickly. Yes. So, well, we need so, a vision. We yeah, need, we so need let, a vision. Let's jump into this a little bit deeper. In our, in, the, in our first podcast, when we talked about mission, you gave us some good steps. Can you guide us through some good steps about developing and formulating a, a vision? I'm glad you asked. It I'm, just I so happens I have a few steps in mind. Belief. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, everyone. We'll be back with the rest of our conversation on identifying a vision for your leadership team or church in just a minute. I am so pleased to announce the Effective Church Leaders Workshop. Uh, We love the church, and Carrie and I have been invested in working with churches and loving on churches all of our lives, and we are really excited about this opportunity to help church leaders know how to help build healthy leadership teams, how to gain organizational clarity, and how to help their church thrive. If you want to find out more details, please go to our website at EffectiveChurchLeaders.com. Okay, steps to identify a vision. First of all, we'll need to assemble a leadership team. Mm -hmm. 
to identify that vision for the church or for that ministry. So that small group of people like we had with the mission? Right. Okay. I don't think, I don't think you want more than eight to ten people on that vision casting team. Again, it's almost impossible to develop a vision if that vision casting team is just too big. Mm-hmm. So you want to keep it at a manageable number, and I think eight to ten would be the ideal number. And and who should be on that team? Well, the leaders of the church or the leaders of the ministry or the leaders of a particular committee, they are the ones who should be on that team. And if you're talking about developing a vision for a church, you certainly would want some or all of the elders to be on that team. You certainly would want your ministers to be on that team. Uh, and, and and I guess it's the choice of the of the elders and the ministers to determine who the leaders are and to make sure those leaders, the ones that people are really following, those leaders need to be on those vision casting right. teams. And I think uh, you said something important there that, you know, who are, who are, who are the leaders in the church? You right. know, and Cause I think the leadership teams team needs to be made up of, of, of people from the church that have their ear to the ground. They know the church and, and they are seen as leaders and they're people that can inspire. Right. And so I, I think, you know, it, it doesn't necessarily mean that it has to be a subset of people that we always assume are in something. Certainly some of them need to be a part of that, but to do some thinking about, um, who all needs to be a part of this that are seen as leaders in this church. Well, for example, if you have a church and they're trying to cast a vision for that church, you might have the elders and the ministers getting together and say, okay, who needs to be on this vision mm-hmm. casting team? Mm-hmm. And those people may not be people who have a title. They may not be elders or deacons or ministers. They may be people who are in the pews who are real leaders in the mm-hmm. church. They need to be on that vision casting team. Absolutely. But I would say that if you're thinking about crafting a vision for a church, some or all of the elders need to be on that team, and, and I would ministers too, and ministers say, yeah. too, mm-hmm. ministers too. Uh, you know, I think we should say just here that you need people on that team who will have a voice, not just on the team itself, but who will have a voice in the church, mm-hmm. a voice that is respected and a voice that is heard. Uh, because I've heard someone say before that a vision without a voice is just a dream. That's a good statement. Mm -hmm. And those with the best platform for promoting the vision are the ministers because they are the ones that we hear from more often than not. Usually the preaching minister, for example, we may hear from him at least once a week. So I would, in fact, I would say that one of the primary roles of the preaching minister is vision caster. Mm -hmm. And so you wouldn't want to craft a vision for a church without including your ministers. Right. And this, I, I know we're talking just a little bit longer on this first step, but I think who and who is uh, comprised in this team, this leadership team that leads this vision, vision casting, it it really is important because we I brought up the point of buy-in in our last podcast. So this, the vision will need to be created and crafted by people that can help inspire yes. and will help with the buy-in and it will just be, uh, a, a fair representative of people that right. know others and that are invested already. And I think that will accomplish some of that problem of buy-in right. that where 
if it's if a vision is put together by people that don't really know the church or don't know people well and needs, that's going to be a little harder for buy-in. Right. And, you know, we said at the outset that when you assemble this leadership team, you don't want too many people on mm-hmm. this vision casting team. But we should also say you don't want too few people on the team either. Right. Several people need to contribute to the process because, as you said, this allows for more buy-in and the vision tends to be more powerful and gain more clarity right. when you've got maybe 8, 10, 12 people contributing to, to the vision. Yeah, and I think we're also encouraging thinking out of the box for who compromise, who is who comprises this sure. this team to put the vision together. So let's move on. What would you say the second step is after you assemble this team, which will be a task within itself? What's step two? I would say step two is is for the team to determine to look out five years or more. Okay. When they're thinking about a vision, uh, consider a five year time horizon. Certainly, at least three years, but. I think a five-year time horizon works well with a lot of successful churches. Right. You have to have time to be able to get there. Yes. And if you cut your time a little too short, then I think that leads to some failure and deflation of goals and and inspiration. Well, you know. there's such a thing as short-term objectives and mm-hmm. then long-term plans. And when you're crafting a strategic plan for the future, you want a vision that is maybe three, five, seven years out. Uh, some grand vision, which we'll talk about in a moment here. But with the objectives as the signposts along the way. Right, right. Mm -hmm. Very good. Step three in the process, hon. Yes. Uh, I would say uh, these vision casters, this leadership team, needs to be as specific as possible about what their desired future looks like. Okay. And, And let me give you some illustrations of what I mean here. If the vision is the church's outreach, paint the picture of who you want to reach and where you believe your church will be in the years to come. Mm-hmm. Are there certain groups in the community that you want to reach? And if, what, what are their needs? That and what have, are their needs? Yeah, yeah. And, and if your vision is about meeting certain needs in the community, okay, what are those needs? Mm-hmm. And what community are you talking about? Be as specific as possible. Perhaps your vision is to reach twice as many people as you are reaching now. Mm-hmm. Or it would be to build a new children's ministry building or to start a campus or a youth ministry, or maybe even to send out a certain number of missionaries to certain places on the globe. In other words, this is the time to be a little bit more specific than you were when you crafted a mission statement. The vision needs to be as specific as possible. This is the big dream or the big goal with some specifics attached to it. Okay. What else? What would you do next? Step four, a vision needs to be concise. Less is always more. Mm-hmm. So I would encourage, and we would encourage, these leadership teams, these vision casting teams, to narrow the vision to just three to five bullet points that really capture a clear picture of where you aim for the church or the ministry to be in five years. Mm-hmm. I like that. Um, the less is more. Try to take some of that just feeling so complicated out of it and refine it more. So you're not just doing the shotgun method and hitting some and missing others. Right. Yeah. Think about three to five bullet points that would describe where you want the church to be in five years. For example, uh, one bullet point, we want to support missionaries on every continent in five years. Mm, Okay. That's good. A, A second bullet point. We want to have started a thriving campus ministry to our local colleges in the next five years. Is it okay to have um, a goal or a dream about church attendance? Sure. 
that would be that would be okay too. That would be okay. What yeah, is it, one you could say on that one? You could say maybe uh, in five years we want to have doubled our Sunday attendance. Okay. Something like that. So you're you're painting a picture of what the future looks like or what you want it to look like, your desired future, and you're saying in three or four or five statements, this is a picture, this is a description of where we want the church to go. Takes out some of the ambiguity of it, so you'll know if you've gotten there, basically. Right. right. Well, the last step I know is a big one. Why don't you start uh, walking us through that one? Yeah, step number five in this process, I, 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 I would say, is to craft a vision that is bold and aggressive and that causes you and the church and the ministry to stretch and to place your faith in God. I like that. I no. like that bold and aggressive. Bold vision. and aggressive. Dream. Dream big. And I would say it's very important here to think in terms of a vision that rallies people's prayer, time, and financial investment. Mm. So you really want to ask here, does our vision do these things? Uh, does it rally people? Does it rally their investment in prayer? Does it rally their time investment? Does it encourage them to give financially? To this dream? Does it excite them? Is it a vision that really inspires? Mm-hmm. Be visionary. Be bold. Dream big. That would be step five in the process. I think that's my favorite step of all. I really, really appreciate that one. And I like how you talked about that it should be a vision that I, we just naturally start bringing into our prayer time. And we start being willing to invest some of our days in it. And we're going to we're going to pull out the pocketbook. That's yes. just going to be a natural thing because it's a big, it's a it demonstrates our faith in yes. God, and it's a it's a big, it's a big dream. But you know, I think right now it might be important for us to give a, a word of caution because um, the tendency I think in uh, in in working on a on a vision is to get too deep in the strategy. And it makes it so muddy, it's hard to accomplish the vision. Would you agree with that? Yes. Yeah, you, you don't want to get so deep in strategy at this point. Yeah. The strategy will come later. Right. I think we have to start trying to, <clears throat> excuse me, to distinguish, you know, um, the internal things that we have to do from the vision it, itself. You know, we've got this goal down the road, and we know we may need to hire more staff, or we may need to add on to the building here, or all of that. That's not really what we're talking about, because that's the stuff that's not going to rally people to pray pray more and to give more. That's not really; those are more the details along right. the way. That's not the vision, and right. it's really it's a really huge temptation to get really up to your knees in in all of those details, and which is the strategy that comes later. So um, why don't we um, start wrapping this up? Honey, do you have any closing thoughts or anything that you would like to bring, bring to us as we uh, bring this podcast on vision to a close? Just so happens I do. <laughs> <laughs> I would encourage church leaders to take the time to dream. Mm, don't like be that. in a hurry. Because vision casting is an important activity in which the church dreams of what God may want them to be or what he wants them to do in the years to come. And I want to say something here that we have talked about before, not just on this podcast, but in our own personal conversations. People want to be a part of something that is big. Yes. They, they want to be a part of a movement that they think is, 
is 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 accomplishing something, is moving, is glorifying to God. So mm-hmm. dream big and take the time to dream. Take right. the time to cast that vision for the church or for the ministry or for the committee, whatever it is, because that is very important work. It is, and people will get involved and and give of their lives to something that has meaning and something that's connected to the Lord, I believe. Um, well, to recap this, let's go over the, the five steps that you gave us. Uh, the first step was to assemble our vision casting team when we're putting a vision together. That's the first thing is we need to get our folks lined up that have their ear to the ground and know the church if we're working with the church. Second step was to dream three to five years down the road and then be as specific as possible about our desired picture in the future. Number four, fourth step is be concise. Uh, vision statements uh, need to only have maybe three to four vision uh, bullet points to be able to um, uh, talk about what the vision is in a concise way. And then the last step was create a bold dream for the future that inspires people to invest their prayers, their time, and their money. So that wraps it up for today. And everyone, thanks for listening. And thanks for joining us in the Effective Church Leaders podcast, where we offer practical advice and insights to help you get better equipped, lead more effectively, and help your church thrive.